Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, your other host. And today our show is entitled Celestial Cats, Cat Care Naturally. We're going to be speaking with Celestia now. We're very excited about this show. Um, I should say Dr. Celestia now because she does have her Ph.D., in nutrition, so uh, we'll talk further about that. We have so much to talk about today, and I don't think we're going to be able to contain this in one show. No, with Jeannie. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> There's just so much to talk about, and Celeste is so knowledgeable, so we're very excited. Before we talk with her, we're going to hear from one of our partners. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally. Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Does your dog have problems walking with its back legs? If so, your dog is one of 58 million dogs that suffer with problems with its rear legs. Problems such as spinal myelopathy, arthritis, and hip dysplasia. Bottoms Up Leash helps your dog walk. It's a rear support harness that has won numerous awards, such as Dog Fancy's Editor's Choice Award as Product of the Year, and it's been featured on CBS and Good Morning America. Visit the website www.seniorpetsupplies.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found in Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagadelic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Today we have Celeste Yarnell with us. She is the author of 
um, a couple of books that we know of. She has such an amazing background. This woman has lived a multifaceted <laughs> life. <laughs> she's been in real estate. She's been on the big screen and on the little screen in a multitude of television shows that I watched growing up. And I'm jealous that she was on Star Trek. And I'm also pretty <laughs> jealous she got to kiss Elvis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, she has gone into natural, holistic animal care full-fledged, and she raises some of the most beautiful Tonkinese Mm -hmm. cats. I mean, I'm kind of in love with uh, that look of cat anyway, and these are just gorgeous animals. And you're going to find out why today. Uh, Celeste is... She graduated with a degree in nutrition from the Pacific Western University, and she serves as an adjunct professor of nutrition, and she's right on the same page with Jeannie and I with nutrition. She's also been a guest lecturer for the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association at their annual conference, and she is definitely versed in many of the natural health modalities that we've talked about here before and will continue to do so. She has dedicated her life to the health and well-being of animals, and that is a big woohoo. Welcome, Celeste. We are very honored to have you with us today. Oh, ladies, it's fabulous to be with you. I'm the one who's honored. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I couldn't believe you, you've certainly led nine lives, or at least half of those nine lives. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm still leading it. It's <laughs> wonderful. It is, and I was just stuck on your website, which is, uh, for our audience sake, www.celestialpets.com, and you can get stuck there reading. She has a lot of great information there and supplements and all those things we're going to talk about. But Celeste, you know what my first question is, and this has been in my head since we first discovered you through C.J. Poitnin, by the way. Right. Uh, um, what motivated you to go from this um, other life that you had into holistic care for animals? It's an excellent question because as a very, very young girl, kind of preparing myself for modeling and my acting career, I realized that my body and my health and my spiritual life was all I had. I, it, it dawned on me that everything you think, everything you do, everything you put in your body, the way you live your life, is it all ends up on your face. And it's, you know, <laughs> you've, you've got to take care of the machine inside and out. Um, so I, I really loved being an actress. I, I still consider myself an actress. But when my daughter was born, I started again looking really seriously at nutrition and did a whole, you know, detoxification protocol before I got pregnant, while I was pregnant, preparing myself for nursing and natural childbirth, mm. um, which was like really unheard of in 1970. Mm. Um, when my daughter was born, my daughter Camilla. And so from there, I, I kind of wanted to use my brain. You know, it's kind of like so much emphasis on memorizing lines and promoting yourself. And That's hard to me. <laughs> and then, of course, I, I became a single parent because um, her father and I divorced right after she was born. Mm. And I thought, well, there's, I've got to find something that I could do along with being a mother. And real estate was a natural segue. I was always good at people putting people together and putting people in places together wasn't such a huge jump. And I went into commercial real estate. And I could I found that the stress of commercial real estate in the business world, which I had really no preparation for whatsoever, was really, you know, after many, many years in the business and having my own firm, it was, you know, taking its toll on me stress-wise. So I... Um, got a kitty as my first little pet, you know, to kind of de-stress when I came home. Was it a Tonkinese? 
my first kitty was a little Siamese mix. Aww. My second kitty, her companion, was a Siamese. Mm-hmm. Um, both loves of my life. And then we added uh, a collie puppy to our little stable of animals. And every time I would, you know, try to be dragged into the vet for these vaccinations and look at the foods that we were feeding. I went, you know, I don't do this to myself. I don't do this to my daughter. I don't eat this way. I'm not constantly shooting a needle. You know, something's wrong. Cause I, I have one of these minds where I just can't accept what people say to me. I have to look at all the different sides of the equation before I make up my mind. Right. And that, you know, it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would, I would look at these vets and I would say, um, you know, well, what what do you feed your guys at home? Well, you know, any one of these canned foods is fine. And I'd go, you don't eat out of a can. But why? Why don't, you know? And they'd look at me like I was crazy. And <laughs> I just couldn't stand it. I decided I would start being the maverick that I am and embracing my maverickness and reading everything I could get my hands on, which, you know, 20 years ago was not very much. And I had to look at really holistic health care for people and the little bits and pieces that uh, were around. Um, One of my early mentors was Pat McKay, the author of Mm -hmm. Raining Cats and Dogs. And Pat and I teamed up with my knowledge of cats and her knowledge of dogs, although I actually had had uh, a litter of puppies with Lassie number 5. Oh. Way back when, but wow. um, I always considered Pat to be the dog person and me the cat person, mm-hmm. and now I just kind of consider myself to be the animal person. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I started just adapting what I was learning and um, began, you know, experimenting with the raw food diet and with supplementation. And that ultimately led to my retiring from uh, the commercial real estate business. And I also had a management firm where I managed screenwriters with an eye to continuing my acting career and just virtually putting everything I have and everything I am into our companion animals. And I I mean that financially as well. I mean, I've sold just about everything I can get my hands on to, you know, keep keep this going because it certainly is not a money-making proposition to keep my business partner, Amelda Casper, and and I um, running Celestial Pets, which is this labor of love that we, you know, just adore so much. But it began with, you know, like I said, this mind of mine that just cannot accept what's you know, dished out to me on a silver platter and and that I'm expected to follow. So that's why I did the natural childbirth and the breastfeeding and I made my own baby food and ultimately, of course, made my own pet food and shied away from vaccines and constantly trying to go back to nature to look for the answers to all of our health, yours, mine, and everything that lives with us. Mm-hmm. Did it not make sense to you? Is that what struck you? Um, because for me, it, it's, it, you know, Jeannie and I both worked in veterinary medicine, Celeste. And so we kind of, Jeannie didn't buy into the whole thing either like I did. But um, so I had to do a lot of unlearning. But right. for me, it, it, what used to strike me was, could I just eat that same thing every day in the bowl, twice a day, every day for every meal? I mean, would I want to eat a bowl of Cheerios for every single meal? And would I be healthy? And why is that called balanced? And, um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And what do the wolves eat? And what do what do the big cats and the little cats in the mm-hmm. wild eat? And mm-hmm. who are we, exactly. you know, from the 1960s to change a diet 
where our where these animals have gotten all of their needs met through the the prey animal. You look at dogs and cats' food as being recycled for them absolutely mm-hmm. perfectly by the prey animal. And, you know, I think we all know that they cannot, dogs and cats cannot be vegetarians. It's not, but it's not in the cards. They have fangs. And, um, you know, so I, I have to, I have to laugh at those that, you know, impose a veterinarian, yeah. a, a vegetarian diet on dogs and cats. The last, they do that because, um, we anthropomorphize so much. Right. That it, that we think, well, because it works for me, it's got to work for my animals because mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't bear. Well, see, I don't think it works for people what? either. I, I, yeah. I don't really I feel that you can deny what you are, no matter how spiritual a premise it is. I don't feel that you can deny your role on this planet in this time period. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe on another, in another, you know, when we live in our light bodies, you know, I would certainly like to not see (laughs) anything lose its physical presence, but Mm -hmm. there's far too much attachment to, you know, the physical when you get into a a vegetarian mindset. It's just bless the animals that, that, that serve you. Bless the animals that are used for feed and thank them. Right. Yeah, honor their nature, really. I think that, uh, yes. that that is where the dignity is. And, and you're pretty adamant about that, when, and, and you're very outspoken about that. So I think it's really... Um, well, you have to always look at something's mouth to see what it is. You look at its right. teeth. And when you look at a cat's mouth and you look at its 40 million years of absolute perfection in evolution, a cat is a very, very different creature than a than a that a person, a, a cat works on a hexokinase system, we work on a glucokinase system. And that means that the cat gets, as I said, all of its needs, its nutritional needs, recycled through the prey animal. It can't use vitamin A from beta carotene. It can only use vitamin A as the perfect example in its preformed state from liver. A cat is highly dependent um, upon essential amino acids such as arginine. You always hear about taurine, but let's talk about arginine. Arginine can only be found in raw meat and the mother's milk. And if your cat stumbles over into your Costco-bought dog food that's dry in a bowl, your kitty could take a bite of that, stumble, seizure, and die from having a mouthful of food that does not contain arginine. Mm. It is the cat's sole pathway to detoxify ammonia, the toxic byproduct of protein digestion. There's so much about the cat and the dog as well. The dog is a carnivore and the cat is an obligate carnivore. That means it is obliged to eat meat. And nature didn't put ovens or microwaves out in the wild. <laughs> they are obliged to eat it raw. And no singing around the campfire for them, huh? <laughs> that's absolutely right. And the audacity, the temerity I mean, of, of human beings thinking that they can mess with that. The right. minute you mess with nature, look what happens. You've know. got to it always go back to nature's perfection, nature's 
drawing board. And that's what I did. And that's how my first book, Cat Care Naturally, was born. It was born from a happenstance meeting with a, a lovely actor gentleman that I did my first screen test as a very young girl with. His name is Jim McMullen. And um, uh, he was doing a book signing on a book at one of the big bookstores called Artists as Actors as Artists. And I, I walked by. I, I just I walked by. Wait, he'll never remember me. You know, insecure Celeste. Who's going to remember oh. me? And I stopped on a dime and I went, darn it. <laughs> I'll clean up my language. I don't care if he remembers me. I'm going to go back and say hello. I'm very proud of what it looks like he's done. And he was there with several other actors that were part of the book. And I bought their book and they all signed it for me. And I looked at him and I kind of very shyly, I said, you know, I've got an idea for a book too. And I said, I don't even know what to do about it. I said, it would be about holistic healthcare and new age attitudes for cats. And he said, Celeste, do you know what I'm doing? I'm in charge of finding new authors for Charles E. Tuttle Publishing. You Whoa. get your act together, and you, I'll set up a meeting with the publisher. Oh. Well, cut to, I did have that meeting with the publisher. I bought every book that looked like it even touched on the subject, and I said, you know, I'm going to go beyond all this because I'm actually breeding these animals on these principles. And um, that's how... The first book, The Hardback Cat Care Naturally, was born. Um, I later revised it, and it came out as Natural Cat Care with its companion, Natural Dog Care. And um, we're actually looking for a new publisher right now to, to um, you know, bring them into bring bring them up to speed with everything I've I've learned Good. since. They still stand on their own beautifully, uh-huh. uh, but uh, there's just. I just never stop learning. Oh, so, yeah, you do all the natural. I mean, you do. You have incorporated homeopathy and. Well, I live these principles. I mean, I this mean, is a lot of people it, write yeah. books and they just talk about what other people talk about in their books, you know, exactly. and they, they, they interview people, and, and, and some of them do a really, really good job at that, but the principles in my books, or for those who have consultations with me, these are living principles that have been utilized in now an 11-generation reading program. Mm-hmm. Well, you, so, uh, you walk your talk is what you're saying to us. Exactly. And, and yeah. I, I walk it proudly. It doesn't mean that I don't have my heartbreaks and my setbacks. Right. Oh, believe me. But I learn mm-hmm. from each one of those. Mm. And so um, we consult with dog breeders. We help them. We, um, we you know, just <laughs> everywhere we can. Um as well as people, you know, we, we even consult with our animals' companions because if we don't keep help to keep them healthy and share what we know in the field of human health, then they're not going to feel well enough to have the strength to make the raw food, you know. So, exactly. so we just keep carrying the torch of how to be healthy and happy and spiritually blessed in, in all of that. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to dig in a little bit deeper to some of this. And again, we have invited already. Celeste to come back because we don't think it can be contained in one show but um, (laughs) we'll be right back don't go away time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets and while we're doing that you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors naturally pet talk naturally we'll be right back greetings human what planet 
Meyer. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September September 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, I'm Kim Bloomer, together with Jeannie Thomason. We're your hosts. Today, we are speaking with Dr. Celeste Jarnell. She is the author of two wonderful books, Natural Cat Care and Natural Dog Care. We highly recommend those. Pick up copies and visit Celeste's website at www.celestialpets.com. Dot com. We are talking with her about nutrition because that is obviously something she's very well versed in. Um, and you know what, what? What struck me, Celeste, as I was reading through your site, <laughs> I saw that they not only put all this junk in pet food, which we've talked about, we've elaborated a lot about that a lot on Animal Talk Naturally with different guests, um, particularly with Dr. Tom Lonsdale and Dr. Johan Hubert, but quite a few um, other people, breeders and so forth, who have talked with us about this, and I, I find them to be great experts. As, as yourself, and uh, they also, um, to add insult to injury, they bug bomb these bags when they're in storage, don't they? That's absolutely true. When they're palletized, um, they are absolutely bug bombed. So, <laughs> so the, protein, the protein-eating parasites, um, the, these, you know, the, we talked a little bit about my having a radio show. My radio show, yeah, radio Celestial show. Pets, didn't survive because I couldn't accept the sponsors that wanted to keep mm-hmm. me on the air. I, hey, that sounds like us. You know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because there is nothing in a can or a bag that 
makes it for me because of the fact that it is in a can or a bag. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that it's gotten into a can or a bag or a pouch is no longer food. I mean, what, what we teach you to do when you, when you call our company, what we do at Celestial Pets, the person that will answer the phone will be my, my partner, my business partner and best friend for over 20 years. Um, we are, <laughs> we're like, our brain is like one, you know, it, we, we, we sound alike, it's hysterical. But when you call us, you will be treated just one person and one pet at a time. Your unique you and your unique pet is the way, or companion animal if you prefer, uh, will be will be treated individually by us. So it's not out of line for us to spend over an hour on the telephone to even decide if you need to to pay for a consultation with myself, you know, to do a clinical nutrition consultation. Because we literally hold your hand and will continue to hold your hand the rest of our relationship in making your pet food, either by um, ordering meat from us. We have our own USDA label. We we do naturally raised, pasture-raised beef, chicken, turkey, and lamb. all the uh, all the supplements were designed for the breeding program, with the exception of the oils by Dr. Russell Swift, a holistic veterinarian mm-hmm. in Florida, and they've all been designed specifically for the raw food diet. That doesn't mean to say that that you couldn't mix them with other food. You can, of course, right. but they are specifically designed for the state of the art species specific protocol that has now been tested on, well, the, the babies are too young right now to, to say that they're being tested because they're just little, little nursing babies, the 11th generation, mm-hmm. um, but it's an ongoing, very small, very elite breeding program so that we've been able to see with this, you know, this time testing of what this means multi-generationally. And I know, Jeannie, that you're into your fourth generation with the Boston Terriers, so right. you're, you're beginning to see what I'm talking about. You don't get out of the woods until after your sixth generation. Mm-hmm. So it's a long, long, long haul. It is. But, um, yeah, it's just so, so critically important to take the time to call us and let us help you um, work through and, and ultimately make your own pet food. And that's the way that you know that, you know, you can smell the meat yourself. You can, it's meat that you would also eat yourself if you do indeed, indeed eat meat. And, um, you know, it's, it's so hands-on. As women, we... I, and excuse me, gentlemen in the audience, uh, <laughs> I'll even throw you guys in, but um, women have been, been told for so many generations now that, well, we shouldn't have time for this, and we need fast food, and we need pre-mixes, and, you know, what's wrong with feeding ourselves from scratch? Right. Or as much scratch as we can <laughs> as mm-hmm. we can handle. What's wrong with taking 15 minutes out of your day to make your children's food, to make your pets' food, and to to feed yourself? You know, it just it just doesn't cut it coming out of a bag or a can. Right, Celeste. What are some of the benefits that you've noticed um, aside from just gorgeous kitties that you have, and your dog is is beautiful? What what are all the benefits that you see in each subsequent generation? Well, we, we did struggle with the first couple of generations. We, we struggled um, with their immune systems. And 
I, you, attribute I did, that, you attribute that to what, the vaccines and the kibble? Yeah, I, I feel that there are three main components to immunosuppression. The number one most immunosuppressive thing you can do is inbreed. Now, inbreeding is not line breeding or crossbreeding. Inbreeding is, well, the classic example is brother to sister. Uh, there are many defini- definitions, but in- inbreeding will strengthen problems in a line. The second most immunosuppressive thing you can do is vaccinate. It suppresses your immune system. The third most immunosuppressive thing you can do is change a species-specific diet. And that generally means going from something raw and totally natural that they would eat in the wild to something cooked, processed, preserved, bagged, or canned. So the first thing that I struggled with in the breeding program was their immune systems. Uh, Most oriental breeds of cats are extremely susceptible to upper respiratory viruses. And so I thought, well, I'm I'm going to do this all at once, I'm going to stop vaccinating, feed raw food, and live happily ever after. And I wish I could say that that, were enti- that that was entirely true, but I did manage to raise five generations of cats completely unvaccinated, and that, that did clean out the line. I knew from studying uh, Pottinger's cats inside and out that I wouldn't be in the clear till well, or begin to be in the clear until six generations of raw food. Um, so we... Well, and, they, and you all actually have um, from Pottinger's Cats, somebody who I, I believe who's running um, that foundation now actually has some of your cats or a couple of them. In yes, it. he does. Absolutely. Uh, and he, he has um, somebody, is his name Kevin? Uh, well, Ke- no, Kevin Lutzi runs our website, and he does have two, he has the beasts, two beautiful <laughs> kitties, a father and son, one of our retired breeding males, Coconut, and his son, Matrix. And they're gorgeous. And I'm, they are absolutely gorgeous. They're kind of mascots on, on the website. But yes, um, I just completely went blank on, on my dear I friend's when I do that name, I do that who is vice president, senior vice president of Price Pottinger. Um, and he does, he, when his kitties passed away, he searched uh, long and hard for us and, uh, and, and bought two beautiful oh, ninth or tenth generation female Tonkinese from us. And, of course, he feeds raw and... Uh, when he redid the Pottinger Cat DVD uh, in his opening statement, um, he does pay a nice little tribute to me and to Celestial Pets, Celestial oh, Cat. And the kitties are, you know, looking glorious and wandering mm-hmm. through, the, through the DVD. Well, for um, those who may not know about Pottinger's Cats, I know that you've probably really studied that because we sure bring that up a lot, and it's about the raw feeding. Well, it's the consummate study that that was done between 1930 and 1940. It's a 10. It was a 10-year study of comparing the differences between feeding cooked meat, raw milk, and cod liver oil to raw meat, cod liver oil, and raw milk. And after the first generation was born on the cooked meat, the handwriting was on the wall. Mm-hmm. So I I really experienced. Um, well, I experienced really, really good health immediately because we did begin the breeding program, you know, with the raw food. And since there was no way I was going to take another group of cats and, and feed them, you know, bad stuff, right. uh, I just, I 
don't have the the heart for that. But um, you know, they they are notoriously resistant to fleas, fungus, and parasites when they're on raw food. Um, We haven't had an intestinal parasite in 20 years or 10 generations. Right. Say that again because we have, you don't know how many people that Jeannie and I have contacted and saying, what do we use? What herb? What natural? No, no, no. All those are band-aids. That's a band-aid. That's like putting a band-aid on cancer. You are and they are what they eat. And you're not going to find a magic herb or a magic supplement. You have got to feed each species its species-specific diet or you will be in trouble. And you will have fleas, fungus, and parasites. So you start with the raw diet. Flies don't buzz a clean garbage can. Right? right? (laughs) Flies only buzz a dirty garbage can. So I don't care what the veterinarians tell you. When you have a a, a well-immune-boosted animal or a well-immune-boosted child, naturally they are highly resistant to fleas, fungus, and parasites. Now, if you, mm-hmm. what, what we've created with all of these super flea products is we've created a super flea, mm-hmm. just like we've created super bugs in antibiotics. Like the that. more we mess with nature, the worse things get. That's yep. just, if that, if that ain't obvious now, I'm on the right. wrong show. <laughs> but, you know, there are things that, that, remember, we can't cure everything in the first generation. Yeah. We are going to make it a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we, we, we can keep slapping down breeders every chance we get, but it's conscientious breeders like you, Jeannie, and like myself that are actually trying to put healthy animals um, on the planet and to actually demonstrate the beauty of this protocol. No pet food company is going to do it. You know, you can't patent raw meat. No veterinary school is going to do it. All all they're looking for is miracle drugs that are going to kill pathogens. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole concept of nurturing and nourishing is where it begins. You know, clean up the environment in the home. Get rid of the, the, the cleaning products that are destroying our health. Get rid of the EMFs, the toxic, you know, electromagnetic fields. Turn the lights out at night. Lights out. Unplug. Go to sleep. Your pets need sleep too. Get into a black room between 10 and 7 in the morning in, in the summertime, between 9 and 6 at night. You want to, want to read about that? Read Susie T.S. Wiley's book, Lights Out. Learn how important sleep is for you and your pets. Get rid of the stress in the environment. Um, and, and take your shoes off when you come into your house. You can, mm-hmm. you can walk flea eggs right into your house. Don't take your dogs to dog parks, you know? I mean, I, I know that sounds kind of cruel, but that's a cesspool of germs, <laughs> you know? You, your first generation on raw food is still going to be vulnerable. Yeah. It takes, unfortunately, it takes a long time to turn this around. And the fleas today and the bugs and the parasites are super-duper ones. But we boost the immune system with the fabulous celestial cats and celestial dog supplements that are not vitamins. They're whole foods. These are excipient-free products. There's no fillers, no binders, no mag-stearate, uh, no, you know, 
Mm-hmm. They're all 100% pure product because Dr. Russell Swift and I designed them for me, for me and my breeding program, and that spread to my family and my friends and our kitten buyers and the cadre of breeders that we work with, and now we open it up certainly to you know, all of your viewers. They have the opportunity to, especially if they tell us where they heard about us, to, to call me and we'll hold their hand and get your pets switched over to the basic protocol. And then when we need something else special, um, we'll, we'll take care of that too. There's, there's flower essences. Um, there's a wonderful flower essence called Flea Free that can go in the drinking water. You can approach the free the, the flea problem uh, from an energetic medical point of view. It was a, uh, it's a flower essence, so it's a homeopathic principle. Right. Um, you can treat your backyard and your property with beneficial nematodes. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, if it's really bad, you can use the, uh, the flea busters service or the right. diatomaceous earth around the house. We also have um, a wonderful shampoo that is made for us that has Canadian flea bane in it, which is a rigeron. Mm-hmm. And that's one of nature's ways of protecting animals from getting fleas. So um, bathing your cat or your dog in our wonderful Origeron shampoo helps put a little herbal barrier on their fur and skin that helps prevent fleas. And of course, we recommend, as you'll see on my website, kyolic garlic. Mm -hmm. Kyolic garlic in the food is antiviral, antiparasitic, antifungal. You know, it's it's just wonderful stuff. But pro-health. I mean, you also have the... Jeannie and I always um, go on and on about probiotics and enzymes being, you know, the staff of life firm. And when they're on a raw diet, they're going to get those naturally. But I do believe, and I know Jeannie and I both um, feel this way, and I know a lot of the horse people, our our soils, our ground is... um, Right. Depleted, so we extremely are, depleted, and that's yeah. why that's why we have probiotics in our enzyme products, mm-hmm. and we also have in the enzyme product the food, the fructooleosaccharides that um, the friendly bacteria need to colonize and, and yeah. stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You'll learn a lot about our bacteria in our gut when you read Susie Wiley's book, Lights Out, because our friendly bacteria in the gut get all upset if we're not sleeping in our natural rhythms, you know. And our pets get hypnotized from TV and computer lights as well. So they're suffering right along with us with all those LED lights blinking on and off all night long. Get into a black room and turn the lights out at 10 o'clock. Eat as much raw food as you can personally. Feed your dogs and cats raw food. Um, Convert to it slowly if you like or it, of course it, it's always going to depend on the health uh, of the animal if I if I have a call or a consultation with someone whose pet is in end stage cancer I'm not going to you know throw right. a raw diet at that at that animal I mean any any change any time is always stressful sure. so that that's why you know we're we're just not this blanket company that says you know do this or die we we want to handle Every person that calls us, we want to handle uh, you and your pet holistically, which means you're the only one of you there is on this planet, and your pet is the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we want to individualize the protocol and work with your lifestyle and teach you how to incorporate this in, into your life on the basis that you're comfortable 
So that's, that's what's so unique about us. That's why you won't find us on shelves anywhere. Or mm-hmm. I mean, We've even been resistant to PayPal on our website because the idea of people just buying the products and possibly not using them to their best advantage, we like to encourage everyone to call us. You're going to talk to us personally, and we're going to provide you a service that no one else can, can do. That is great to hear, Celeste. And I know that you, I mean, you're very passionate about it. That's important to us. Well, just rest assured that it's going to start with diet. We're going to approach everything nutritionally. Um, Obviously, my books cover the spiritual aspects, the homeopathic, Chinese herbs, flower essences, you know, how to find acupuncture, chiropractic, how to find, you know, um, grief counseling, which I also do. I'm a Reiki master. I can do long-distance Reiki. All of these wonderful holistic modalities can and will be incorporated into your individual protocol, but it has to start with diet. It just has to. We've had had people who were only interested interested in starting with either our dog or our cat enzyme. I remember once upon a time there was a very, very top Tonkinese breeder who said, well, you know, if I had more time, I know what you're doing is right, and I'd be doing it, but I just can't do it right now, Celeste. What can I do? I said, okay, start with the enzyme. And you know that breeder called me back within 48 hours, and she said, I have never in my life, in all the 30 years I've been breeding these cats, seen anything make such a dramatic difference. Their breath is better, their coats are better, and their poop is better. And that was just using one of our products. Mm -hmm. Then we might say to that very stubborn person, let's add our essential fatty acids, our celestial dogs, our celestial cats, essential fatty acids, which were designed as a favor to me, not as a money-making thing, by Dr. Barry Sears, the author of The Zone Books, one of the country's foremost experts on essential fatty acids, very kindly gave me the recipe for our dog oil and our cat oil. So if you take just the enzyme and then you put the oil in, Wow! Now, let's get down to the real nitty-gritty. Let's use the Celestial Cats or the Celestial Dogs VM+, Plus, the Vitamin Mineral Plus, and mix it in to the raw meat. And let's use the best meat you can. You know, we have people who use supermarket meat. We personally love our pasture-raised meats. But whatever you can buy in a grocery store is going to be that much better than what's been bagged, canned, when, processed, preserved. At what point do you talk to them about vaccines, Celeste? Well, I have to be very careful about yeah. dosing out medical yeah. advice. Right. And a, a lot of this information trespasses on legal areas such as rabies. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal uh, um, research has led me to understand that in animal and human history, there has only been one vaccine, and again, I'm going to repeat that, in animal and human history, to the best of my knowledge today, there has been only one vaccine that has been in the upper 90 percentile as being effective, and it's a vaccine that covers a very unique, hardy virus, that is feline panleukopenia. Feline panleukopenia is a parvovirus. It is a very hardy, ancient virus. And the only vaccine that has been in that 
high 90s percentile is that feline vaccine. Um, I, I'm probably more well-versed on panleukopenia than maybe anybody in the country because I've had it. Mm. And during my, the end of my five generations of unvaccinated animals, we lost any tighter protection uh, that the original breeding stock had from being vaccinated. So we had virtually, since the disease is, has, you know, pretty much disappeared because of the effectiveness of the vaccine, not vaccinating, a lady walked in from a vet hospital. She was a vet tech. I made her take her shoes off. I made her wash up really, really well. And within 48 hours, I had panleukopenia. Mm-hmm. Oh. And now, interestingly enough, I had it in the vaccinated cats as well as in the unvaccinated cat. Right. The vaccinated cat was the first to die. She yeah. was a kitty. That ki- There are some animals that have been bred with no knowledge by the breeder themselves that they're breeding a line of animals that uh, vaccines just don't take on them. Mm-hmm. But um, 30000 in vet bills later, I had an amazing, an amazing experience. Um, I proved that the HESCA intranasal vaccine does not protect against, boy, am I going to get letters. I proved, <laughs> I'm, I proved that the HESCA intranasal vaccine does not protect against panleukopenia. I worked with Dr. Charles Schultz at the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine. I worked with Dr. Jean Dodds, and uh, we we got rid of Panluke. We had an amazing percentage of animals survive, and it was one of the most horrible things I ever went through, and I was virtually blackballed from coming into um, the show ring at CFA, coming back into the show hall, even with letters from the universities saying that, you know, my time period was well past. But at that point, we began doing one Panleukopenia vaccine at uh, never younger than 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And the next generations have had only one vaccine. I mean, some people like to, like to repeat the vaccine at six months. I don't. Right. I do see a vaccine reaction because, remember, I did raise on vaccinated animals. But the panleukopenia virus is so virulent that a fly could fly through your window and land on your pressure or the front door when somebody comes in, a fly could into your house that just happened to have been where some wild kitty cat had pan luke and died up on your hillside 10 miles away that fly could come into your house land on your kitty or a flea or a flea and virtually give your beloved indoor animal pan luke um so you know we did a lot of research on the vaccine unfortunately you can't get it as a singleton it comes um we use the shearing plow three-way modified live which comes with the uh rhinotracheitis and the khaleesi and i tell you when i vaccinated 12 weeks those kittens usually show a reaction and in a way that's good because their immune system is up and running but occasionally we'll we'll get some that will continue to sniffle and sneeze the rest of their life just because we stuck a needle in them. Mm-hmm. I did a little experiment with the, one of the last litters that I had. I waited till after 16 weeks to do that first vaccine, and they did not have a reaction that at least was discernible by me. But um, that's, that's what 
we're doing. Um, that, that's amazing. Well, Celeste, we've actually run out of time and oh. a little bit over, but I know. And that's why we'd like for you to come back and elaborate further for um, our guests because this is fascinating. Jeannie and I can just sit here and glean. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my pleasure because I love to talk about this stuff. Oh, so I anytime, anytime you guys can stand me again, I'm I'm here. <laughs> we'd okay, love to have great. you. And we'd, we'd invite our audience to please visit Celeste's website at www.celestealpets.com and you can contact her, as she said, for a um, consultation and find out more about the supplements and so forth and pick up copies of her book. I said copies as in plural. (laughs) Celeste, we are going to put you on the spot now and in closing, what words of wisdom would you like to impart upon the audience um, as goes to our topic? Well, absolutely. I mean, we we only have this one body, and our animals have only this one body and this one life, and let's live it as spiritually, physically, um, emotionally blessed as we can, and we, we just owe it to ourselves and to these companion animals that can't that can't make their food since we keep them inside to yeah. feed them this raw diet. So that's that's probably my my biggest message is to try to convert people to a properly prepared homemade raw diet. And I'm here to help everybody, as is All my right. partner Imelda. <laughs> well, we need a lot more people out there um, singing this same song, and we we appreciate the work that you're doing, um, Celeste, and appreciate what you're proving out with your beautiful animals and. Um, uh, and all of the people that are raving on your website about how healthy they are. So we, we encourage everybody to really listen and heed those words and, more importantly, take action behind them. And we thank you for being with us. Look for her to be an upcoming guest again in the near future. And in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and Nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally. Naturally.